Sean Sheehan answers everything on SevereMMA.com. What is up, everybody? Sean Sheehan back here with another edition of the Q&A. And this episode of the podcast is presented by Fight Picks, the fantasy MMA app. Start your own league or compete head-to-head against other fans today. Fight Picks is available on iOS and Android. Check it out at fightpicks.com. Join the Severe MMA League. Uh, and uh, yeah, let's let's get our picks in. I've done unbelievably well in the last uh, in the last week or so. And uh, thanks to our friends of Fight Picks, they have made this episode of the Q and A free for everyone. So it's up on the um, uh, on the normal uh, podcast feed, so everyone's listening to this. Uh, and if you don't normally listen to the Q and A, or this is your first time listening to it, or you're hearing it on the uh, the free podcast feed this goes up every tuesday morning and sometimes it's a two-parter and goes up on wednesday as well uh it's basically where you send in the questions and everyone that signed up on patreon can send in a question and ask a question and i will uh, mull over it here for the next uh 20 to 40 to 60 to 80 minutes depending on how many questions come in and uh how long of uh shite i <laughs> i talk about them so uh let's get uh let's get straight into it here and uh and answer some of the questions so anything and everything is up for discussion here it's not like the podcast where i discuss what i want to discuss and leave what i want to leave till the end and what people don't like or whatever so i'm getting straight into it here let me turn my light before i shut up right first question here from christopher canlan thank you very much for your question christopher over on patreon does mcgregor fight paul in 2022 after he fights out his ufc contract um First first question, I suppose, is a question for me. How do you know his UFC contract's out in 2022? How many more fights does he have left? What's the crack with that? So, I, I don't know if that that part of it is true. Um, does he fight Jake Paul? Like, the if Conor McGregor goes in, right, and he beats Dustin Poirier, he's right back in, like, UFC title contention. So, is he even thinking about a fight like that? Is he even thinking about a big money fight like that? Um... Or is he thinking about someone like a Habib or, or someone like a Nate Diaz or someone like, a, you know, whoever else might be there, whoever else might be the champion at the moment. Um, I think Conor McGregor can do both. He can be the excellent fighter and the huge draw as well. Now, we can have a discussion over whether he's still an excellent fighter, whether he's still a huge draw, but that's a, a different discussion, I suppose, for a different day. Um, but at the moment, that's the path Conor McGregor is on. Do I think this fight happens at some stage or this bout happens at some stage? I think so. Like, the the economics is just, are, are just too big. Especially, I think, if uh, if Jake Paul uh, has a bout against Dylan Dennis. Like, Dylan Dennis is going to go in and lose to Jake Paul as well. I think, like, people need to realise that Jake Paul can box. He has spent the last three years of his life with no financial worries, with no... Uh, real job or anything he does a few fucking vlog- i don't know what he does vlogs and a bit of podcasting and stuff loads of free time and instead of like working out like any normal one he's in there and he's training with fucking boxing trainers which he can spend loads of loads of money on to to get him in the prime f- physical conditioning that he needs to get to and to improve his boxing skills you want to be blind if you can't see that he has some boxing skills now could he go in there and be canelo could he beat a 20 and 0 amateur could he beat a 10 and 0 professional I would say probably not, no. But can he beat someone like a Ben Askren, who has not great striking at all? Absolutely. Could he beat a Dylan Dennis? I think so, absolutely as well. No. if he went in there with someone like... So I, I know there was... Uh, Malky Cow was talking about Anthony Pettis. Could he beat Anthony Pettis? I don't think so. Could he beat Conor McGregor? Probably not as well, you know? Um, or any, you know, professional boxer who's good. Probably not. The thing about boxing is... This happens in boxing all the time, you know? He's just what is he now, a 3-0 boxer? What 3-0 boxer doesn't have cans on their record, you know? Doesn't have someone who basically can't box very well on their record. All of them have it. Like, look at Tommy Fury's record. And I think Ariel was calling for Tommy Fury. Like, Tommy Fury is, he's a, you know, he's a Fury. He's related to Tyson Fury. He's trained under real people for years and years and years. And he's, I think he's a cruiserweight as well. That's what you don't want to give Jake Paul because he's going to get destroyed uh, against someone like that. And, you know, the, the, the thing about Jake Paul is, right, he needs to have an in point in this. And up until then, he needs to fight guys like Askren, guys like Dylan Dennis, or pick out some other names who can't really box, who he's just going to beat. And then he needs to have one to two big fights at the end 
where he's going to earn a load and load and load of money and then just give it up because he's probably going to lose them. Whether that be McGregor, which I think is the one that's going to happen, or I was actually thinking Habib yesterday. I think Habib could be a huge one as well, um, which I think Habib would probably win that, but it's... Uh, it's uh, it's an interesting situation we're in at, our, at the moment with Jake Paul and this whole thing because there's so much money to be made there that we have every fighter in the UFC begging to fight Jake Paul because they saw the, that Ben Askren earned 50 or 500 grand and they are never ever going to earn that. Like Unless you become a UFC champion, unless you fight for a title, you're never going to get close to that and the vast majority of people don't. Um so that's the situation we're in at the moment with the whole Jake Paul thing. We might not like it, might not enjoy it, but that's where we are. Um, I didn't mind this whole Askren thing too much because, I, I know I've said it on the podcast before, Askren is not really involved in him anymore. You know, he had a hip replacement. And when that happened, I'm, you know, I'm the hashtag MMA retirements guy. I uh, <laughs> I don't really believe in retirements. But when he got the, that hip replacement, I'm like, well, he's a wrestler moving and his hips are a big part from him. I don't think he's going to be able, able to come back anymore. Like with Bisping, he got the eye, you know, his eye, he's only one eye. He's not going to fight anymore, you know, unless he goes to fucking Russia or somewhere. Um, so I kind of wrote off Ben Askren, and I think a lot of people did as uh, an MMA fighter. And that's why this wasn't too bad for MMA fans. They're like, ah, oh, yeah, he looked fair play to Ben. He's earned the money. He's going to go in there and fight a couple of rounds, and that'll be that. And it won't affect MMA too much. It's not affecting our matchmaking. It's not affecting our sport. So what about it? I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind. I think it'd be a similar thing for Dylan Dennis. You know, the, because he doesn't really fight that often. He's only new into the sport. It'd be grand. And, you know, I wouldn't have to cover it too much. wouldn't make a difference. If it was fighting McGregor, it'd be different. We'd have to cover it in a big way. If he fought Habib, it'd be different. He'd, he, we'd have to cover it in a big way. Or, you know, someone like that. Or if he took someone out of a title pitcher and changed the sport a bit, altered our sport, that would be a bit annoying. And I wouldn't like that. But that's not what's coming. It was a bit of fun. Uh, you can hate it if you want, uh, but it's going to continue when there's that sort of money around, so there you go. Uh, Niall Kenny, would you rather DC commentate every second UFC event forever or Snoop Dogg to have a spot on the colour commentary every week for the next year? Oh, without a doubt, Snoop Dogg. Yeah. <laughs> if I you give me any way that I can get DC to not be the commentator for the UFC, I'll take that. It's only a year listening to Snoop Dogg. That's not that bad. I can do that. Be fine. Uh, Ian, from the next question. Uh, what the fuck? Why do we do this to ourselves? Thanks to Robert Whitaker for giving us uh, something we will uh, will live at least sitting through after all of that. Yeah, Saturday night was a tough one. I won't lie. I was sitting up at like 6 o'clock in the morning. And I still had a bit of the podcast to record. I'm actually not sure. I haven't gone back and listened to that podcast yet. So I'm not sure how well that went. I would say not very. But uh, <laughs> I was like, the, the two men of Inter clashing. Uh, the fights have been atrocious. The whole thriller production thing was... was the, Okay, the production wasn't bad necessarily. But like the whole the, the singing and the, the, uh, the bouts and the waiting around for seven hours was just killer to be honest uh, like th- there was parts of it funny and parts of it good and overall i wasn't that offended by it i wouldn't come out and like complain and say it's an abomination like some people would I'm not, like if you want to watch it watch it. if you don't want to watch it don't i'm kind of in the middle i kind of half do half don't want to watch it but it was just a long night and it was one of those nights where you go why do i do it to myself why am i why am i watching this thriller shit first of all and in the ufc why didn't i just go to sleep wake up the next morning Watch the main event and skip everything else. Like, there's nothing apart from that main event. Not one thing on that UFC card that you need to go back on. That you need to see that. You need going forward will be a big thing. Now, okay, someone might emerge from it and might be a very good fighter. And might, you know, be a champion in years to come. And then we'll go back and we'll revisit that fight. But at the moment, and for the near future... That UFC card is just something that we we just don't need, and we we just didn't need to, to be put through. To be honest, well, however, next questions here from uh, our boy Christopher Graham, friend of the podcast, legend, our um, number one question, Cinder Cinder Um I know the UFC rankings are BS, but how silly is it that Vittori and Brunson beat the same guy within two weeks uh, of each other? Brunson did it first, while Kevin. Uh, was on a five-fight win streak and more highly ranked, yet Vittori is bumped to number three fighter, two places on higher than Brunson at number five. Yeah, look, these the, the thing about the rankings is, right, 
I actually think the Bellator rankings have like better people on them than the UFC. In the UFC rankings, you have um, loads of people who are not covering MMA. Now, there are a couple of people, and I'm not disrespecting everyone or anything like that, but there are people like from 1067 The Fan, <laughs> you know, that have no idea about MMA and um, are basically guessing and did this to be part of the UFC ranking system and, and not much else. Um, there's that, but there's also like what the people base it on is there an actual criteria for who should be ranked higher than who like is it what you've done in the last year is it done what you've done the last five years is it weighed more heavily your last fight is it how good you look doing it or just the results or just the people you've beaten i don't know i suppose if you take all those things into consideration is probably the best way to do it but uh yeah as someone who has like talked a lot about criteria over the last few while for ranking things and for deciding things i think there needs to be probably a stronger criteria i'd love um i'd love like a handicapper to to do this just one person doing the rankings um i'm available if any if you want me to then i shout out uh <laughs> but like like in horse racing they have it um or one person per division or two people and they have all the divisions between them um and I know people talked before about the matchmakers maybe doing that. I'm not sure that's the best idea. I think maybe an independent voice. And like someone someone like me, and, and I wouldn't, I absolutely wouldn't do it because I'm not moving to Las Vegas, so I'm not looking for a job or anything. But you know, someone, employ fucking Luke Thomas to do it. Or, you know, someone like that who pays attention to the sport, who knows what they're talking about, who's covered it for years, and who knows what makes a quality fighter and what wins matter more than other ones. So that's that's my take on the rankings. I like I the UFC rankings are a mess and a joke and they have manipulated them and fucked them up over the last while. Belter rankings came out and there was a few issues with them. Uh, so a few big issues in terms of where people were ranked, but I feel like the rankings panel is pretty good. Um and uh i i trust the bellator people to do the rankings the people in charge of it are good people and i've like dealt with them and stuff before and they're they're very very good so hopefully that will be uh better than the ufc ones but it's it's a weird one when you can't rank every fighter in the world like who's the best in the world is it patricky is it uh sorry patricio is it you know holloway is it aj mckee is it Merced Beck? Like, who is it? You know, I, I'll be voting for Darren Elkins, but however. Um, which fights do you want to see booked at middleweight? Um, I think you have to do Robert Whitaker versus Adesanya now. That fight, it needs to be done again. I, I like, it was obviously a very good win for Adesanya, but I think that Robert Whitaker has not only bounced back, I think he's improved, I think he's a better fighter than he is now, and I was I, in the middle of watching that fight the other day, after all the madness, I was like, Robert Whitaker can beat Adesanya, I'm not sure he will beat him, but I think he can beat him, and um, that's the sort of rematch that I want to see, you know, we talk about, and I'm sure there's a couple of questions about um, Masvidal versus Usman coming up this week, and that's not a rematch that I think Masvidal can win I think most people don't think that now he might go out and he might win it don't get me wrong I'm not ruling anyone out it's MMA after all but Robert Whitaker, I think is a real chance especially after we saw Adesanya kind of beaten the last time and showed how to beat him and Robert Whitaker fought not a similar start to fight to Blahovic, but more similar to Blahovic than Whitaker had fought before so it's interesting that Whitaker can fight different ways and uh, makes that fight even more intriguing for me. So I think you have to do that. Um, other than that, we have Uriah Hall versus um, uh, Wyman coming up this weekend. Then we have, obviously, Vittori just fought with Cannoneer around and Costa and Brunson as well. A lot of people talking about Brunson versus Vittori uh, to decide maybe who is then the next challenger. I wouldn't mind that at all. I think that makes a lot of sense um so yeah let's let's do that and let's uh let's get that booked all right next question here would eddie alvarez versus oscar de la Haye be the greatest comeback sports example of we have connor versus flight at home <laughs> uh <laughs> maybe yeah i think uh i don't know would they would they think about doing oscar versus flight again flight had been on about fighting although i don't know he might do something different um yeah look Oscar Elias was on about like I'm gonna fight the best and all this. Like, is Eddie Alvarez the best? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I think Eddie's just trying to put his name in there. 
I don't know whether there's any truth to it or anything, but um, we'll see. Uh, thoughts on Jan versus Glover being booked for September? Nearly six months away. Yeah, I was surprised it was so far away. Um, Jan just fought, I suppose, and maybe he wants a bit of time off. Maybe he wants a bit of the, the summer off and to come back. So maybe that's it. Um, and they have lots of uh, lots of fights coming up and lots of big fights all the way up to June and, and July. So um, it's a bit surprising, I suppose, but... Look, the UFC used to do this a lot, and even even recently have done it still. But um, I'm looking forward to the fight. Look, I, I think Glover Teixeira deserves the fight. He's done enough. He is another guy who lost the title fight, came back, had his ups and downs, but over the last while, he is absolutely the deserving guy. He separated himself from the pack. I'm looking forward to that. You know, Yan, we've seen what Yan is over the last while. Very good all around, brilliant striker, brilliant defensive striker as well. But Glover can hit hard. The, to me, the most underrated wrestler in maybe all of MMA. So that's a very, very good fight. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I just found out that all suplexes are illegal in one championship. Thoughts? Are they? I thought there was, wasn't there all a suplex recently? Ah, that's that's terrible. Suplexes should be legal. Uh, next question. Pick one fighter for each division who has never fought for the UFC that you would want to sign. Oh, God almighty. Do I have to open the Bellator rankings here? Is that what's going to happen? Um, right. I'll I'll go through without opening the Bellator ranking. Let, let, okay, let's not open the Bellator ranking. Let's see if I can do this from uh, from my head. Sorry, right, so one twenty five. There's going to be a lot of Irish fighters here. Oh yeah, cage wars as well. Yeah, okay. Um, one twenty five. You know, Blaine O'Driscoll. He's never fought in the UFC. I'd like to see, see him in the UFC. I think he did very well against Sharty Torres. Doing great in Bellator, obviously, when he was there as well. So, um, one thirty five. <sighs> This is a bit of a Bellator and an Irish one. Can I go with James Gallagher? I think that'd be good. What about Magomed Magomedov? Um, yeah, I, I think either of them would be kind of cool. 145 has to be Patricio Pitbull, I suppose. Uh, you know, Paul Hughes, obviously, there as well, the Irish connection and Cage Warriors and all. So, uh, 155. Um, who at 155 has never fought in the UFC? Brendan Lachnan or is he at 145 now? He is at 145, isn't he? I'll go with him at 155 anyway. There you go. Paddy Pimblett. Paddy Pimblett's never fought in the UFC yet. 170. MVP. I ever know that I'm a big fan of MVP. Even Gary there as well, but he'll be he'll be there not too long, so I'll go with MVP. Uh, 185. I'm going to go with uh, Natalia Frederick from KJRs. I think he's an absolute beast. I think him in the UFC would do a lot of damage to a lot of different people. So, uh, yeah, I'm going with uh, I'm going with Natalia Frederick for 185. 205. Uh... Oh god, it's going to get harder now, isn't it? Two o five. Who's never fought in the UFC at two o five? I don't know why Liam McGeary is the one in my brain here right now. Uh, Nimkov. I suppose it'd have to be Nimkov. Uh, heavyweight. God, is there a heavyweight out there? That I- Rogue Rogue. Rogue Rogue is the one. One fifteen women. Oh, this is going to be impossible. Oh god, I'm going to go with Eli Mele. I'm going to go with um, uh, Julia. Has Julia Bud fought in the UFC? No, she has little. Has she? No, Julia Bud, and I'm gonna go with uh, oh uh, Kayla Harrison. There you go. There's my uh, there's my three. Although there, I need a one twenty five or maybe there. No, well, Elimina is one twenty five, and she one fifteen. Uh, they don't really have one fifteen. So who is there? Anyone out there? Anyone you can think of? I don't know. Danny Nyland. There you go. Uh, next question here. Uh, what recently announced bouts are you most excited about? Um, do you know it's funny because <laughs> last week. All the Irish guys got fights, and you know James Gallagher supposed to be fighting Patchy Mix, uh, Brian Moore, and those two are are uh, cancelled. So I'm like, that's a fucking that's a fucking pity. But I'm I'm looking for I'm still looking forward to you know Redzers in Cage Warriors now, Paul Hughes in Cage Warriors, and um, I'm looking forward to the, you know uh, uh, Liam McCord versus Janae Harding. I'm looking forward to all of those coming up, and McGregor versus Poirier too, uh, or three two. McGregor versus Poirier three as well. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But um, yeah, I I I'm looking forward. To, like the, the thing about the UFC fights is, I'm not as into like the individual matchups and the ones coming up as I once was. I'm very much on a weekly basis with them, and I'm more far out with the far out man with the uh with the UFC ones. So yeah, or with the sorry with the Irish ones, um because we. You know, think about him a little bit more, take a little bit more notice of him, uh, and it's not just kind of week by week thing. But uh, anyway, um, 
which uh, pick five fights from other country under countries that you would like to have in Ireland. Five, uh, five. Th- okay, sorry. Let me read that again. Pick five things from other countries that you would like to have in Ireland. Um, vaccines. <laughs> Be number one. Can I have a lot of vaccines, please? Um, <laughs> that'll definitely be number one. Do you know what I? Do you know what Ireland doesn't have a lot of? And I see, um, I see Patrick Wyman putting up kind of sandwich shops. You know, we have we have like subways, and I'm sure you can get like a nice sandwich in in delis and stuff as well. But especially around the country, like imagine going in and getting like this beautiful like tree fucking meat sandwich with a bit of cheese or, or a bit of uh, lettuce and uh, accoutrements to go with it like and uh, you know I, I feel like that is one thing that Limerick and Limerick and Ireland is missing an awful lot so I'm gonna go with with that um I wouldn't mind seeing us having like professional soccer uh, actual professional soccer not the shite we have uh so there you go <laughs> people kill me now League of Ireland fans uh there's three what else uh, a very good healthcare system would be is that the same as the first one? I'd like that as well. And uh, five. Um, what would I like us to have? Um, I don't know. And oh, do you know what I'd like us to have? <laughs> An MMA commission. How about that? <laughs> there you go. Uh, any thoughts on close to suffering concussion from the Wayne Exchange with Stevens? Yeah, did I don't know if I mentioned this on the the main podcast or not, but. It was one of those ones where it's just a weird situation, and you're like, okay, he pushed him, but like, and everyone's slating him, and he look, he should be slated. He, you shan't, you shouldn't be pushing people at the wins, but like, this has happened hundreds of times, and nothing like this has ever happened before. It's just a freak incident, not an accident, because he meant to push him, but uh, very unfortunate for both guys, especially close on the uh, on the end of it. Having like concussions are no joke, and you can get concussions in this sort of way and different sorts of ways from uh from different sorts of knocks we've seen it in rugby and other sports for where you get tackled and it's it's the impact when you're not expecting it is actually can be sometimes worse than an actual blow to the head um so there is that and it's very unfortunate um paul brown i got up on sunday and even though there was a middleweight title eliminator about to catch up on i watched a white collar boxing match first am i a bad person i don't know like this is becoming a big thing, like white collar. I, I know, uh, you know, see the with the Wim to Warrior thing, the the white collar uh, boxing or MMA even that uh, John Cavan is involved with. They got Rich Chow's the lead matchmaker for Bellator, and he's working with them now. So this is, you know, there's a lot of money in in white collar, uh, you know, inside and outside of the big pay per views. So I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting thing to look at way of, uh, going forward. I don't think it's maybe something. That has to do with MMA as much as it has to do with um, business and things like that. And that's why I think the whole Jake Paul thing as well is more entertainment than it is sports. And I always feel a bit weird about covering... Like, we don't cover it that much. If I guarantee you, like, Severe Man Podcast has probably covered that least than... Uh, you know, or less than any podcast around in MMA because... Like, I'm not that interested in getting that clicks and getting, you know, I'm interested in doing good stuff and talking about the news. And look, this is news when when it draws this much because that's part of the sport and it's when Ben Askren is in it, absolutely. Like, if this was Jake Paul versus Nate Robinson, I probably mentioned that for 10 seconds on the podcast when it happened. I guarantee you we didn't do a big section on it or anything like that. And that's because, I suppose... I cater to my audience and I cater to the people on Patreon and I also cater first and foremost to myself and what I think deserves to be talked about and what I want to talk about and what I think is good shit pal uh, and uh, certainly that's not good shit but in some ways the the way that he can draw money and the way that people are begging to fight him is a game changer in MMA in certain ways so we have to discuss that so there you go uh, how sad is it that Delahaye, Snoop Dogg, Mario Lopez talk less shite than DC Rogan in the commentary box? Uh, I, was, <laughs> I was thinking that myself. I was like, oh, here, we finally have a serious commentary team, unlike the UFC. But how good was Bisping, though? Oh, my God, I loved Bisping and uh, and the small DC, uh, Dominic Cruz, so much. They were, the few jokes they had, and especially like the little snipes at each other, absolutely brilliant i oh i didn't i honestly and i think brendan fisherl is really great as well 
do you know what? He's I think he's up there with Anik. I know some people don't like him and they're not maybe used to him yet, but I like him and I like that fact that he kind of knows that he doesn't know everything about MMA and is not as willing to give his opinion. I like that. In that role, I don't think you need your opinion out there that much, you know? Um, and I think he does that role really well. And I love the two lads together. They go back and forth with each other. They, they don't agree with everything on commentary, which I like. Uh, and they also have the little bit of humour, but they can move on from it. Bisping, like, told the joke the last day. Like, what was it? Old Mother Hubbard or something when Hubbard was fighting. And then just moved on and started commentating on the fight. And it was perfect. That's what you want. Like... I don't think there's anyone who goes out here and wants like nothing and no humor and just di- call it straight down the line. But we also don't want it the other way. We also don't just don't want humor for like minutes upon minutes upon minutes of it. We need it at the right time, do it the right way. And I feel like uh, Bisping and the Cruz as well. I think Cruz has gotten a little bit better um, at like Cruz went through a thing where he was all analysis. And it was brilliant because I love that. But then he went through a phase where it's like people were giving out to him that he was all analysis. And I think he struggled a little bit. But now he's coming into his own. And I think he's added a bit of humor with it. Obviously, we can talk about the whole judging thing. And he he's lax in that. But otherwise, I think it's uh, I think it's pretty good. Uh, I have a horrible sinking feeling that Chuck Liddell is going to box Oscar De La Haya later this year. So do you know what? Watching that, uh, watching that stream the last day, I had the same feeling. And, like, Chuck is one of the most shot combat sports people on earth. Anyone that saw that last Tito fight knows that Chuck Liddell is a shadow of what Chuck Liddell once was. And that would be the saddest one. Yet, I would not want to see that. Um, Triller appoints you, from Evan Keaveney, Triller appoints you as matchmaker and wants you to book a boxing match, an MMA fight, a pro wrestling match, and a musical act. What do you put together? Oh, I like this. So, but I'm gonna do this. Like, I'm not gonna say, oh, you know, uh, Cameroonsman versus uh, Khabib. I wanna, I'm gonna make this. I this is spectacle, right? So this, I am the thriller. I'm not the fucking UFC matchmaker. I'm not the WBA matchmaker or Eddie Hearn's matchmaker. I am thriller, right? So okay, boxing match. Uh I'm gonna put a. Uh, I'm going to put Francis Ngano in there against Anthony Joshua. That's the boxing match I would go for. And just let him beat the fucking shit out of each other. And we'll see how it goes. MMA fight. Do you know what I wanted? Do you know what MMA fight I'm going to make, right? We have been saying, and I've done it myself, so I'm guilty of it as well. But uh, they want, these boxers or YouTubers want to box MMA fighters, right? And then everyone is like, yeah, but what if it was a real fight? And... Those people are too smart to get into a real fight because they know they'll get destroyed, right? So let's do it. Let's put Jake Paul in an MMA fight, right? But I want him in an MMA fight with someone who will stand up with him and destroy him. What's Jake Paul? He went in at um, uh, 190. Uh, the last day, 192, saw a middleweight. Imagine Jake Paul versus Robert Whitaker. <laughs> Imagine what he'd do to him. Imagine what Robert Whitaker would do to Jake Paul. He would massacre him. I, I'd even love to see... I mentioned Matthias Frederick earlier on. Like, imagine this guy who not many that many people know, but people like who watch Cage Warriors know this guy is a fucking beast. Imagine putting him in there in an MMA fight against Jake Paul. He would massacre him. He would destroy him. So I would, I'd want something like that. Just something like that. The toughest like middleweight fighter in the world that you could fight like even so imagine a darn deal imagine what darn deal would do to him imagine what paulo and i'm not the biggest paulo costa fan in the world but imagine what paulo costa would do to jake paul that'd be hilarious um pro wrestling match well pro wrestling is one you can just put together a good one so i will go with uh finn balor versus kenny omega in my pro wrestling match and the musical act i would get uh i get the killers you'd have to get the killers so there you go if Patchy Mix is getting a new opponent, who do you think Bellator will match Gallagher up with next? Um, why not Patchy Mix again? It feels like Patchy Mix wants that fight still, and he wants to, even if he gets a fight, he wants to bounce back pretty quickly. So I'd give Patchy Mix a bit of Bellator matchmaking there, not the hardest matchup in the world, and then do the Gallagher fight again. So, yeah. Uh, which current Irish athlete could you see having the most success if they crossed over to MMA? Um, it's ooh, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I suppose someone who's like a really, really top athlete. I, I'm not the biggest uh, Gaelic football enthusiast, but I'm sure there's loads of really good athletes, especially that Dublin team. Uh, uh, Brian Finton, he's a fantastic athlete. Jumps big, strong, fast, skillful. Imagine him as an MMA fighter, as a, as a middleweight maybe, or a light heavyweight. 
he'd be a fucking animal. Someone like David Clifford. I think David Clifford is one of the best, like, as I lose my voice, one of the best athletes Ireland's ever produced. That lad. You could, Sometimes you can just see by the way people move. Um, I, I'm always forgetting his name, but the guy in, in Offaly from, like, the 70s or who had the uh, the car crash and ended up in... Uh, in a wheelchair, that guy, do you ever, if you ever see him moving, he just looked athletic. Like Phil Foden is another one, Mason Greenwood over in, uh, over in the Premier League. You can see by them that they're going to be special just by the way they move. They're moving in an athletic way. And uh, I feel like uh, I feel like David Clifford is like that. And if he came into MMA, he'd be unbelievable. Um, next question, easiest question I've ever been asked. Best chipper in Ireland? Jackie Lennox is in Cork without a shadow of it out. There's no chipper, even close. You know, people are always on about these ones in Dublin and different ones in Cork. There's not, like, Jackie Lennox's chips are just the most chipper chips in the world. They're just the most originally beautiful chips you can buy. And I'm not, you can keep your burgers, you can keep your fish, you can keep your battered sausages. They all have them, and they're all nice in there too. But we're talking about, when we're talking about chippers, you need chips. And when we're talking about chips, Jackie Lennox's. Chris Murphy, surely Robert Whitaker is a shoo-in for next title fight, dude. Cruised through three top contenders since he's lost Izzy. Yeah, it has to be. I think it was one of those ones where after the fight, um, I feel like it was only the hardcores watching, and everyone was saying, like, it has to be Robert Whitaker. No one wants Vittori after that performance the last day. Brunson won against the same guy, let the two of them fight. Makes perfect sense. Uh, and that's the next question Christopher asks. What would you do with them? Uh, and he uh, puts in Costa and Cannonier too. Maybe, maybe has has Costa and Cannonier fought? I don't know, but uh, throw them in as well. Uh, do you agree with the technical decision ruling versus uh, versus a no contest? Seems harsh on Espino, who had four minutes to work to get a win. If the low blow was accidental and ended up costing him a big win, it was funny. I was having a discussion with this uh, about with a with a judge uh, today, and not about this specific fight, but about the rule in general. And did you know, I didn't know myself, well, I, look, it was Ben for Carnage, we all know who it was, he was telling me that there was a, there is a, f- a rule that if the fight, let's say, right, uh, at the end of the second round, I have a guy mount- mounted on top of me and he pokes me in the eye, and I'm like, oh, it's a foul, and then, like, the the bell goes, and then you realise it was an accidental foul, an accidental eye poke, let's say, or whatever, uh, I can't continue, but the two rounds have elapsed, so the judges... And, and it's accidental. So the judges score those two rounds, and that's the score. So if it's 19-19, it's a draw, you know? So, or if it's 20-18, you can win 20-18. I didn't, I didn't realise that, and that's the way it can go. I like that. And I like the, the one we saw at the weekend where you do three minutes or whatever, and you score that. I think it's, we're better off, and I've said this with the, the, Jan, the Jan Sterling thing as well, and with other ones after it. If you can get a result, right... Or if a fighter can continue, we that's the best case scenario. So this scenario, when enough of the fight has gone to score, that we can get a sense for who was winning or who at that stage was winning. And now it's not perfect, as Christopher said here. Uh, there's still an amount of time that you can come back and win the fight. It's not going to be perfect, absolutely. But there's enough of the fight gone that we can get a result out of it under these rules. I'm okay with that, and I think it's good. If and like, Imagine if you went... Um, 14 minutes of the fight, it was called like a no contest, and that's that. It, it doesn't go to the scorecard. That feels like we had a fight, you know. You can gauge who was winning, who was losing, if it was a close fight by that. And okay, this one was a close fight, so we have that issue here. But like, imagine if Espino was winning and he dominated the first two rounds, was dominating the, the two minutes here, and then it was called off. I think that would be a shame that that would not get to a result when it's like an accidental foul and we can all move on with it then. Um, so yeah, I, I I like this rule. I like this rule, to be honest. How refreshing was the commentary team of Fitzgerald, Bisping and Dominic Cruz? This one is from uh, Chris Murphy. Great play-by-play commentary mixed with technical analysis and banter when nothing much happened. I'm glad it's not just me. You know, <laughs> I said that exactly myself a few minutes ago. Totally agree. Yeah, it was very good. Should Stevens be punished in some way for the close-up push? Hard to determine if Close's withdrawal was directly linked to it or not. Well, it seems like it was. Um, should he be punished? What can you do? I don't want to see the money taken off him. He's punished by, I suppose, not getting paid. Um, Closer should be paid his money, though. It wasn't his fault. I'm not sure if that came out afterwards or anything, but 
yeah what can you do to him do do you find him i don't think you find him do you cut him from the ufc do you do you give him a six-month ban i i like you know six i think a six-month ban is something that we should do a little bit more for things like this because a six-month ban is like not that much because you only fight once every six months but it takes away that one you know that one fighter it pushes you back a little bit for something bad and uh, I wouldn't mind seeing that happening to him, to be honest. He's already lost one fight, lose another fight as well. I don't like seeing money taken out of people's pockets ever in MMA, but, you know, push it back a little bit, maybe, after that. That was pretty bad. Um, just looking back at his resume, how good is Ripperker's Whitaker's grappling? Had no problems versus good wrestlers um, like Brunson and Tavares managed to beat Jack Ray despite him having his back early. Went 10 rounds with Romero and never looked outclassed and then eased through the last three guys. Yeah, I mentioned that last week in the podcast as well and I said that Robert Whitaker might be able to take Gaslam down that he had no problem with his wrestling. Um, Robert Whitaker was going to be in the... Australian um, Commonwealth team one time wasn't he and they wouldn't let him um, so his wrestling must be very good and it is very good as we see he's a fan like Rob Whittaker's a fantastic fighter people don't realise he can fight off the front foot now we see he can fight off the back foot he can take guys down he's good in the ground himself good jiu-jitsu Robert Whittaker's a problem he's a pound for pound top top two or three for me still even though he's not champion uh, he's right up there uh, Christopher Murphy for point number five, I just read online that close injury was... Co- oh, yeah, yeah. So that the, the kind of the point I was making. Could he sue slash press charges? Mm, I don't know. I don't think that's ever a good thing in, in MMA, to be honest. What we say. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think Connor? Do you think Connor would beat Jake in a boxing match? I think Jake is much bigger than him. Um, yeah. Look, I, I, the thing about this is, right... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to say this, but I think we need to start t- talking up Jake's Paul's skill a little bit more, you know, because he has learned how to box. He is a good boxer, might not be the best boxer in the world, is not the best boxer in the world, might not ever be a 10 and 0 boxer, you know, might not ever beat anyone good, but he can box, you know, he can undoubtedly box. Can Conor McGregor box as well? Sure, he can. Who would win? I'd probably pick Conor McGregor, you know. Um, but Jake is big. He can box, he can hit, he can hit hard. And, uh, yeah, he's no joke. Inside the ring. Declan McElroy. Is this thriller shite just a big money laundering scheme or what's the crack? It just seems uh, sustainable given the money they've put in. It doesn't seem sustainable, sorry. Uh, They've put... Uh yeah, so that's the question. Uh who is in a money laundry scheme? I don't know. I don't know who owns it. Like Snoop Dogg and other people I don't know how Snoop Dogg do that. Uh it just seems like people with too much money who are just going to blow it out the fucking gate for a few big parties. And look, let's enjoy it. There's not gonna be too many more of these. This is not going to continue. <laughs> Do you know what? I actually feel bad that they bought out Fight TV. I like Fight TV. I think they're really good. Um, and it's a pity that they bought them because I don't want to see that gun down the drain. So hopefully they can that can be bought back by the people who used to have it or whatever. But uh, that's the one that's the big part for me that's an issue because they do a lot of good work and that's a pity. Uh, can we please have a long discussion from yourself about Mads Burnell? Uh, maybe not that long, but strikes me as one of the most interesting prospects in the world at the moment. Got his BJJ black belt in three years, which is one of the quickest paths uh, in history and has a lovely boxing game. Seemingly has added calf kicks to his game as well now. Whom better beats this man? Could you honestly pick Patricio over Mads confidently? I wouldn't do it confidently, no. I tweeted at the weekend, Mads Brunel's one of the best featherweights in planet Earth, and he absolutely is. The only person who i would pick to beat him in in bellator at the moment i think is patricio now there might be a few other people as well but this guy on the ground is a different level black belt in three years just unbelievable his wrestling is good he's smart with his wrestling as well added in a bit of striking his striking is good and i was talking to someone about it the other day and it reminded me of the Aaron lanify where he's beating Aaron Allen on the feet and i haven't gone back and watched that yet but i think if mads Adds a bit more striking, gets more confident, and gets better with his striking, and put it together better with the wrestling and the jiu-jitsu. It'll be hard to beat. This guy is is a different level to a lot of people. Uh, and I'm looking forward to if he fights Patricio down the line. I, I wouldn't mind seeing that at all. Um, I'd like to see him versus JJ Wilson next. That'd be a fun fight. Let's uh, let's make that happen. Uh, is Pete Davidson a better 
than DC. I'm coming, <laughs> coming there, eh? Poor old DC. Jesus, we're giving him an awful lot of shtick. Uh, and I feel like I'm partly to blame. But yeah. What gets more viewers? Tyson Fury versus Anthony Joshua or Tommy Fury versus Jake Paul? Is Tommy Fury, like, still famous and stuff? Oh, I, he was on Love Island, I know. And I, I watched that season of Love Island. It was fun and all, but... Is he still... Is he, I, I don't know. I, I'm talking to myself here. I'm looking for an answer, but I don't know the answer. Um... I would say Joshua versus Fury would get more views than that, to be honest. More legit views, anyway. Uh, Last few questions here. Are you excited to see Hamzat back from Dot and Sigma? That last couple was from Harry Kearns, uh, the man who has predicted Ian Gary's uh, brilliance for years. The visionary Harry Kearns. JJ Wilson, another big fan of his as well. Was it JJ Wilson? I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, are you excited for Adams to come back from Don Sydney? Especially at middleweight, he's like the only new fighter in there. Basically, all the other title fights or rematches is going to be exciting, assuming he's healthy. That's interesting, actually, him coming back at middleweight. Because um, at welterweight, there really isn't much there, is there? You know, welterweight is... Or, sorry, at middleweight, there really isn't much there. So if he can... Um, if he can... Uh, get back and starts fighting the middleweight, he'll beat most of the guys there and get right to the very top, I think, very quickly. But I'd like to see him do it at welterweight first. Uh, I'd like to see him fight Usman down the line. So hopefully he's back, hopefully he's healthy, hopefully it's not fucking uh, your man over in Chechnya <laughs> forcing him to come back because that was what it looked like a while back. But hopefully he is uh, fit and healthy to resume after Rona. The Rona's no joke, like, you know, Volkanovski talked about it as well. And uh, poor old Shawnee. But <laughs> high level that leads me, Volkanovski and Hamza. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'd like to see him uh, come back and, and have a big fight. And uh, let me look at the rankings here at Welterweight. Who would I like him to fight? Uh, what about Bilal? You know, I know Bilal, who's Bilal fighting? Is Bilal fighting Maya? Maybe the winner of that? Uh, Maya gone mad or is Bilal fighting Maya? Let me click on Bilal's um, UFC thingy here and let's see if, it's, uh, if it says it. Does it say it? Uh... No, it doesn't. But I think he is. I think he's fighting him. If I'm not mistaken. But anyway. Uh, right, next question. I know we all love Whitaker, but I think Vittori should be next. Oh, really? Uh, they both fought Izzy already, but Vittori went to a split decision and Rob got KO'd. Rob looked good, but I'd say let Vittori go first, didn't Rob? Maybe just me. We all love Rob. Look, I'm not particularly against the idea of waiting another while on rematches. Um, or big fights. I, uh, You know... Uh, Jessica Andrade uh, and Valentina Shchenko being the one I talked about recently so I, I get your understanding of that 100% I don't know about the, the KO versus split decision one being the big difference um, but you know what now that you say it I wouldn't mind seeing Vittori first and then Whitaker but I think Whitaker has done enough now and he's enough time has passed that he deserves it but yeah you can definitely see your point in that one uh, do you think we'll actually see any significant difference in the rematch of Usman versus Masvidal? I think it'll be more dominant for Usman, but maybe not for as long, if that makes sense. I think Masvidal will do a little bit better in the first two rounds, but I think Usman will kind of pull away in the third, fourth, and fifth, and I could see him stopping him. Um, I'm interested to see how it goes. We'll obviously talk about it more later in the week with the betting show and everything like that, but uh, I'm interested, very interested to see how it plays out tactically this time, and will Usman strike more with Masvidal? That could bring him some issues. Uh, so if that happens, it could be very different. Any title changing hands next week? Who's most likely to lose their title? Yeah, so we have um, Jorge Masvidal versus Usman, with Zhang Weili versus Rosnam Yunus, and Vantage Shinko versus Andrade. Look, Masvidal, let me, I'll give you a percentage chance. Masvidal, I think Masvidal has a, a 10% chance of knocking out Usman. Rosnam Yunus versus Zhang. Hmm. I'll probably give her 35 to 40%. I think she's a relatively good chance at pick Zhang, but and Andrade versus Shevchenko. I'd probably give her a 25 to 30% chance of, of winning that fight. Maybe a little bit less, maybe 20%. Maybe yeah, maybe 20 to 25. Um so I'd favor all the champions, but I think Rosnam Yunus has the best chance out of uh, out of all of them to uh, to get that one and to get her title back. So uh yeah. Uh right, some e- questions from Twitter. Why do MMA shows cover the boxing circus? Um, because, well, I, I suppose there are a few different reasons why MMA shows cover it. Why do MMA podcasts and MMA websites cover Canelo, right? A Canelo fight. 
they covered Canelo fight because Canelo brings in clicks. When he fights, people like him. He's the most, you know, he's the best boxer in the world at the moment, and people want it. Do we cover Canelo when he fights? No. Look, we might mention the podcast. We might say, oh, we were up on Saturday night, a clash with Canelo, if it affects the UFC. We cover it. Have we covered any Anthony Joshua fights? Have we covered any Tyson Fury fights? Anything like that? No. We might mention them on the podcast briefly because it's, you know, podcast is a little bit different because it's a chat and stuff as well. Um, but people do it because they want to get people to their website. And that, look, that's that's your job. I'm not saying it's clickbait or anything like that. I'm not saying it's wrong. That is what it is. Like, that's what MMA fighting, MMA junkie, all them guys want to do. That You have to understand it. That's not what we want to do. We want to have a bit of chat. We want to cover MMA right. That's why we have the Patreon because if you like that... And if you want to support us doing that, sign up for our Patreon. If you don't want uh, people covering this non-stop, if you, or if you want like a warning that we're going to be covering this at this time, skip the 55 minutes into the podcast and or, or stop at 55 minutes, you won't have to hear the shit. That's when you, you know, that's why Severe May is there. That's why we're there. Um, so yeah, I think with Askren, and uh, when it's an MMA fighter, and when he's, you know, somewhat involved in MMA, I think if you're not covering that, it, it'd be a bit odd. Like, if Ben Askren went and he started playing fucking snooker, he'd like say, well, Ben Askren's playing snooker. He's after getting to the World Championship of snooker. He's in the biggest snooker match of all time. I think we'd probably talk about that too, you know? Uh, so it's, yeah, it's it's one of those. We, look, some people cover it for different ways. Some people cover it because it's in it's part of the news and people want to talk about it. Look, this is a Q&A. I, I, if no one asked a question about Ben Askren or about Jake Paul, I wouldn't have ever talked about it. You know, but people asked, so you know, I I will uh, talk about what people want me to talk about. I'm 46 minutes in and my voice is gone, but sure, look, that's it anyway. Um, much Mitch Buchanan, will you promise not to talk about Ben Askren on your podcast? Oh, too late, sorry. Um, KD Kadev the Great. Um, Kelvin knows his place. Pace is a problem. Uh, his wrestling can comp- compensate. Why doesn't he try that? Most middleweights, I haven't seen a wrestling game from him. It's the most effective way of taking down a striker's blows. Great counters from Bobby. Um, yeah, I think that wrestling against, as we mentioned earlier on, wrestling against Whitaker is not the elixir that you might think it was. Um, I think his wrestling is very good as well. But I also think the way he struck against Gaslam kind of stopped him wrestling as much because he was reacting to everything Gaslam did rather than uh him doing stuff and letting Gaslam react it's a lot easier if you can time someone else's movements and take them down rather than putting the takedown out there yourself and um and you know forcing the takedown that's what made Abib so great because he was able to do that you like look at Phil Davis last weekend I'm sure he would have given uh, got a takedown if there was an opportunity to get a takedown, but when there wasn't, it's very hard to get it. But anyway, is there any fighter I have worse bias for than Whitaker from Mitch Buchanan? Yeah, maybe not. Mitch is over in Australia, I believe, isn't he? Let me just click on him here. Uh, Lifesaver slash clubby. That's all it says. Uh, what's with the Yank doing the intro on the Irish podcast? <sighs> a few people have said that. What's, what's wrong with it? I, I, I don't know. I like the new intro. Um, I could change it. Like, I suppose I could put my own voice over it, but I got, I got someone... To do it, I got a voiceover person to do it. I was looking for an Irish one, but there was no one I could find that was great. And on like Fiverr, they were very expensive for the the ones I did go, do it. So, if an Irish person is listening to this out there and you want to do the American part of the intro, record it, send it to me. If you have a good voice, I'll use your voice and I'll take out the American voice and I'll use that. So there you go. Uh, was there ever a UFC card that seems to never end but put viewers to sleep like UFC Vegas 24? It was terrible. It was bad. The main event was very good. I really enjoyed that. It was a tactically brilliant fight. It was a fun fight all around. Um, but it wasn't a fight that was exciting, you know? It wasn't a rock'em, sock'em, robot start of fight. It was a brilliant fight. A, a fight I really enjoyed. But coming after all, like... Arlovsky versus Sherman. I actually thought that was an okay fight. It wasn't bad. Malcoon versus Al Hassan. Just wrestling for the whole thing. Tracy Cartier versus Justin Keish. Don't even remember what happened. It was a split decision. Luis Pena versus Munoz. I kind of just remember Luis Pena fighting in a karate stance for the whole fight and not doing much. Romanov versus Espino at fucking technical decision. Pena versus Godinez. A split decision where two rounds, nothing fucking happened. Mershart. That was a good finish, okay. Um, uh, guillotine. Hubbard versus Dakota. Unanimous decision, who cares. And Tony Tony Gravely, the first fight of the night was the best. 
It was absolutely the best. I thought he was fantastic, Tony Gravely. You know, the uh, severe maison, Tony Gravely. So, very good. Um, why did those of us who bought the Thriller card end up watching the free fight on ESPN? Can we all agree to not tune in for their next event? And I think the US government can use the whole pay-per-view VOD as torture for criminals. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, like, some people hated it and some people loved it. Um... Do you know what? I think normal human beings won't tune into this again, or maybe once more will tune in, but never again. Uh, we're used of it as MMA degenerates, but normal human beings are not. Uh, should UFC bring a musical act as part of their big events, like the Super Bowl halftime show before the main or co-main? No. If they want to walk him out, like if Justin Bieber comes and walks out fucking Dustin Barrier for his next one, and Sinead O'Connor comes and walks out Conor McGregor, whoever it might be, absolutely i'm all for that but don't stop the fights for a half an hour so fucking ice cube can come out and sing a song from 35 years ago like no no um when eating stewed prunes is three or four too many from kid weiner i think that yeah you probably shit yourself <laughs> that many stewed prunes stewed prunes stewed prunes oh yeah um why do we do this to ourselves yes that's the second person that asked that i don't know uh nick papa giorgio uh how much money did thriller put into this circus act jake paul said 65 million they got back from it right so what's that 30 in in real life what did they put into it i would say significantly more than <laughs> than, than 30 how much is fucking justin bieber costing like mm, i don't know that seems like uh, <laughs> seems like a lot of money to waste, but however, uh, would three Jack Pauls beat Rob, Bobby Knuckles? <sighs> I say three would, yeah. Would two? I don't think two would. Maybe three. What's worse on Thriller, in your opinion, commentary or camera work? I thought the camera work was cool in certain ways, but if you cared about the actual fights, I would be absolutely enraged by it. Um, but the fights are secondary to the kind of the 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 crack on uh thriller so i was <laughs> although the commentary you could say the same for that um i'd say the commentary was worse yeah uh, which welsh fighter is most likely to win oh yeah we got asked that last week jack shore mason jones or brett Jones. i think i said jack shore so uh okay everybody thank you very much for listening there's 52 minutes of a free q a for everyone if you enjoyed it sign up and patreon.com forward slash severe med podcast and you'll be able to hear this each and every tuesday morning uh, and if not just head over to fightpicks.com click the little app thing it'll take you to the app download the app sign up Get in your picks for the weekend, just like the Fantasy Premier League app, uh, or they don't even have an app, the Fantasy Premier League, so it's better than that, but it's like the Fantasy Premier League. Um, join the Severe May League if you go to leagues, just search Severe May, it's probably one that, I think it's the top league in it anyway, so appreciate everyone who's already joined it. Uh, or go to the the Play Store or the one, the App Store on, on iOS, search Fight Picks, you'll see it, it's the blue and white logo and uh download that and get involved also sign up at manscaped.com use a promo code severe and make 20 percent off and free shipping from our friends over at manscaped right everybody thank you very much for listening i will see you all next time good luck